0: 28 days. 28 days is how long the last government shutdown lasted. It was in two parts, in November and then in December to January, about 18 years ago. 28 days of not knowing when you're going to go back to work. 28 days of not knowing if you'll go back to work. 28 days of maybe not knowing how you will pay your bills. If you've ever lived paycheck to paycheck, as I certainly have, losing even just a couple hours a week makes the difference between whether or not you'll make your rent, much less 28 days not knowing how you're going to pay your electric bill, your phone bill, your rent, maybe even to put food on the table. On Tuesday morning when we woke up and learned of this government shutdown the news sources are going crazy interviewing everybody that they can one woman says this you think that the government is a secure job that you don't have to worry about stuff like that but nowadays you do nothing is secure anymore i think we all can relate to this woman's longing for security we long to feel safe we want to feel safe from harm we want to feel safe from disease We long for our children to be safe, safe from danger, safe from illness, safe from bullies. We long for our parents to be safe, safe from cancer and dementia, safe from death, even our stuff. We long for our stuff to be safe, safe from decay, safe from theft. We even work really hard to slow the process of normal wear and tear. This is a longing for security that we all feel. And even David, King David of Israel, this mighty man of war, longed for security. We see it in verse 1. He says, Preserve me, O God. You might translate the Hebrew, stand guard over me. Here's David, king of Israel, man of war, man of battle, man of valor, longing to know safety. Even the bravest among us, those who fight for us, still want to feel safe. They want someone in their corner fighting with them. They want someone looking out for you, even as you look out for and fight for others. But David knows, preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. David knows that true security, lasting security, is found in God alone. A God who provides for us. A God who protects us. We see first here in Psalm 16 that God provides for us, and he provides for our physical needs. As you look at verse 5, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. This image of cup symbolizes our food and our drink and all of the things that we need in life. Everything that you need is provided by the hand of the Lord. In fact, he says in verse 2, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. James says it like this, all good things come from above. Flowing down from the Father of Lights, everything in your life that you have that is good. Think about that. We're singing the song, "Count your blessings, Name them one by one. What are they? Rehearse them in your mind for just a moment. What are the good things that you have? Every single one of them is from the hand of the Lord that He provides, that He gives. And those are meant to lead you to himself. And yet, as David looks around at the people around him, he sees that instead they begin to worship that stuff. They begin to seek security in that stuff. In verses 5 and 6, my chosen portion, my cup, you hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a beautiful inheritance. That's language specifically counter to the people around him. You remember after the Israelites come out of Egypt in this mighty exodus, they come to Mount Sinai and meet their God and have the law given to them. But in their disobedience, they wander in the desert for 40 years. But all along, the promise is, you will have a beautiful inheritance. I will give you this beautiful land, and you will have security. And when they finally get it, led by Joshua into the promised land with the walls of Jericho crashing down, then they assign an inheritance to all of the families. I get this piece of land. That belongs to me. And it's meant to lead them more and more to God. And instead, they begin to worship that piece of land. This is mine. I got to keep it safe. I want to be secure. So they start turning to the gods of the nations around them, looking to anything that they can do to try to keep their inheritance safe. I got to keep my stuff mine. I got to protect it mine. And they begin to worship it instead of turning to God. That provision is meant to lead us to him. And instead, we end up trusting in the stuff around us. And because of that, he says in in verse 7, I bless the Lord. Verse 4, the sorrows of those who run after another God will multiply. I love this language here. The sorrows of those who run after another God will multiply. This language for sorrows is used in Job chapter 9 to describe the boils of of Job on his flesh. The torment that he feels as he scrapes those, those boils or maybe you've had an, an awful sunburn or a really bad bug bite and the more you scratch it, the more it itches. And he's scratching and he's scratching and it itches and itches. And I think our worry about stuff is just like that. The more we scratch our worries, the more we indulge in them. So we lay on our beds at night and we start to worry So, we think I can fix my financial problems if I just work a few more hours. And so, I work more, and then I start to abandon my family. And then I start to worry about my family. And so, I start to work less, and I start to worry about my money. And it's this constant cycle of scratching and scratching. And the sorrows multiply and multiply. So, how do you know if you're not trusting in God? How do you know where you're finding your security? I think there are two easy tests. The first is, where do you turn when your world collapses? When things start to cave in, when you're afraid, when you're stressed out, where do you go? Do you go to your family? Do you go to a substance? Do you go to a distraction or a hobby? Do you go to work? Where do you find your security? For the second trust is what do you worry most about losing? I'm fine as long as I have this. What are you trusting in? All of these things that God provides for us are meant to lead us to him. And instead, so often, we cling to those instead, trying to make those the source of our security and our strength instead of him. And like those in verse 4, our sorrows multiply because that stuff never satisfies The substance is never enough. TV is never enough. Video games are never enough. Family is never enough. It's never enough. It never truly satisfies, never truly gives security because it's meant to drive us to God. And that's what David says. He uses the language of the people around them in verse 5 and 6. says, you've taken your land, you've taken your stuff, you've taken these other gods, and that's your portion, that's your cup, that's your lot, that's your inheritance. And God said, or David says, for me, that's God. God is my land. God is my portion. God is my strength. God is my very inheritance. God is my security. And his heart is satisfied says beautifully, verse 8, that you lead me by my right hand. It's this beautiful picture of intimacy, of holding the father's hand. I have two little girls. Jessica's four and Sylvia is a year and a half. And Jessica, when she crosses the road or goes anywhere, she she wants to hold mommy or daddy's hand because she knows that that's safety and that's intimacy. But Sylvia loves the road. We went camping recently and as soon as somebody took their eye off her, she darts to the road. If you open the door to the house, she runs down the driveway. She just can't wait to get away. It's actually really scary. And she, and she refuses to hold the hand. You know, hold the hand, she's pulling it out, she's yanking out. You have, those of you who have children know what that is. So you have to hold them by the wrist and wrap your arm around them in some way or pick her up. But Jessica knows the safety of her daddy's hand. And that's the safety that David knows. He's secure in the one who provides for him in this deep intimacy, which leads, verse 8, the Lord is always before me. He's at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. He doesn't have those worries, he doesn't have those anxieties, because he knows the God who provides for him and holds him by his right hand will keep him safe. Nothing will shake him. The Lord provides. The Lord also protects. The Lord protects us and he protects us through his word. Verse 7, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. The word of God is the source of counsel for David. You see this in, in lots of the Psalms. It says, I meditate on your law day and night. I hide in it. I cling to it. I long for it. I love it. Because he realizes the word of God is a source of security. It protects him. It counsels him. He runs to it. Where do you run for counsel? Where do you run for advice? Where do you run for security? But it also says, verse 7, In the night my heart instructs me. This word instruction is is a beautiful word which can mean simply to educate. uh, As you have a, a school here that instructs children in the way of the Lord. It also means to discipline or to train. In the Greek translation of the Psalms, it's the exact same word used in 2 Timothy 3.16 where the word of God is useful for training in righteousness. It's useful also for rebuke, the same word in verse 7, for rebuking. Our security is that God doesn't let us wander too far. As Sylvia constantly is trying to jerk her hand out of mine, I will not let her go. How much more so our God who clings to our hand and never lets us wander too far, protecting us even with his word. And he says it's at night. In the night, my heart instructs me, because it's at night when our worries really begin to eat at us. I love this comic strip called Pearls Before Swine. Do you have this in your newspaper? Pearls Before Swine, and so it's these animals, rat and pig and goat, um, and they talk and all kinds of jokes. There's one where rat is sleeping in his bed. And as he sleeps in his bed, the worry monsters, these little round creatures, come and jump on his bed and whisper to him at night, Your girlfriend's cheating on you. Your boss is going to fire you. Your children are going to be beat up. Your children are going to reject reject the gospel. All these things eat at you at night. They eat at me at night. That's when my worries attack the most as I lie in bed and I wonder about my financial future. I wonder about my marriage. I wonder about my children. I wonder about my family. I wonder about my friends. I wonder about my health. And it eats at us. Like those sorrows. Keep scratching. Keep scratching them. And they're worse and worse. And they keep me up. David sleeps at night a beautiful study if you have the chance to do it through the Psalms and look at rest and sleep at night. He rests because the word of God protects him. Psalm 119, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119, how does a young man keep his way pure? By meditating on your word. As he lays in bed at night and the worries begin to assault, those worry monsters begin to whisper to him. He meditates on the promises of God. He meditates on the protection of god and he knows that he's safe because god protects him and he can rest at night do you know that rest that rest that comes only from the word of god which protects you but it's not just a spiritual and emotional protection for david it's a physical protection A physical protection, verses 9 and 10. Therefore my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. Sheol is simply the place of the dead. Wherever dead people go, whatever happens when somebody dies... God doesn't abandon me there. God doesn't leave me there. God won't let me see a decay or corruption, but even my flesh, my very body is safe. And for David, this was literal. David knew over and over multiple times where his very life was in danger of his enemies. Saul seeking to kill him, the nations seeking to kill him, even his own son seeking to kill him. Yet he knew that God protected his very flesh, his very body. We do all kinds of things today to protect our bodies. Lots of different, uh, I go to the store with my wife and she buys all of the stuff that she wants to protect her skin and to protect it from the sun and, and all these things we buy to make us look younger or I exercise and I eat and I want to live as long as I can. We do all this stuff to try to stay safe. but It's God who keeps us safe. And our children, I worry so much about my children they with my mother so that I could be here with uh, Yone, who well, is my wife, and with Justin and Laura. And so she volunteered to watch our kids so we could have a little mini honeymoon together. And I worry about my children. I worry when I get on the plane, when I leave my wife for a period of time. We always go over, does she know where the life insurance is? Does she know what to do in case something happens to me? I'm so afraid that something will happen to my children. No one will be there to take care of them. God loves my children more than I do loves your children more than you do he is the one that keeps them safe he is the one that holds them by their hand and protects even their bodies and yet tragedies happen yet eventually we all die and death comes for all of us and so this passage is is beautiful and that the way the new testament uses it it sees that this is a prediction even of our resurrection. So Peter in Acts chapter 2, Paul in Acts chapter 13, both quote these verses exactly and say, the psalmist was a prophet who knew that Jesus would rise from the dead. And the New Testament uses Old Testament passages about Jesus. It affirms for us, it attests to us who Christ is and what he has done. And death does not hold our Savior in the grave. It doesn't see corruption. He rises up and conquers even death itself. Christ is our hope, even in death. That as Christ was raised from the dead, so too the psalmist has hope, and we have hope that even in death, God protects us. God keeps us safe. He has gone before us. He will not abandon Christ to decay. He will not abandon us decay. Christ has gone before us even through death. and death, God is with us. It's a security that is found only in the risen Savior, Jesus our Lord. Do you know that security? Do you fear for your life, for your safety, for your children, for your parents? It's found only in the Christ who has gone before us even through death comes out on the other side so that we can know that same security in our bodies, in our very death itself. We all long for security. I think we often find ourselves anxious, sleepless, afraid, chasing after, clinging to the things of the world to help us find security. David found security in God alone the God alone who provides all of our needs, the God alone who protects us. And we can know peace. We can know joy, this deep, intimate joy. My heart is glad, satisfied. My whole being rejoices. We can sleep at night. We are not shaken by a government that shuts down or by anything else that happens in our lives when our security is in God alone, the God who protects, the God who provides. Will you join me as we pray together?